Okay. All right. All right. So the last seven days, only one person out of all these people on the marriage call have been on a date with your spouse. All right. Now, let's talk about reasons. Um, and I, I'll hear from anybody. Why don't and, and you don't have to implicate yourself. Why don't uh, couples, married couples, and I, I would say uh, you guys are the cream of the crop. I mean, you know, you're on a marriage call 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. So it's not to beat your wife upside the head, group. It's not to, <laughs> you know, I stay, uh, I got drunk, stayed out with other people all last night group. This, this, these are Christian people, mostly on the line, I'm sure. Love God and love your spouse. Okay. So uh, I would like to hear from some people why people don't go on dates. Let me Somebody tell me something. Hey, Pastor. Um the reason, the only reason that we don't go is because we don't have a babysitter. Um, we have two very, very, very active kids, and it is in, in very uh, a real, a real close circle. The people that we uh, associate ourselves with, uh, mm-hmm. and majority of our family, they either live on the other side of town or they're too busy because they still work even at a you know older age. So it is very, very difficult for us to find a babysitter. Other than that, you know, that's the that's the reason why we don't we don't go on dates. Okay. Anybody else? I'll say, um, in the past we haven't we haven't gone on dates, and it was simply because we haven't made preparation financially. Um, you know, just taking out, you know, whether it's five dollars a day or whatever, whatever we can uh, take out and appropriate to that day, um, we haven't done that. But now, um, you know, recent in recent times, you know, we have been making sure we've been going at least at least once a month, <laughs> but we try to hit at least once a week. But we've been pretty good with that, um, and also because you know we try to stay financially uh, solvent as well with that. We don't want to splurge too much on that. So sometimes we'll stay home and we'll compensate with uh with a good date, you know, a good dinner and um kind of talk about God or we'll, you know, get a nice Christian flick to watch um and talk about it. Or we'll just, you know, just keep busy doing other things, but pretty much it's, it was the preparation financially. Okay. Anybody else? Why people don't date after marriage? Why people don't date after marriage? Can't hear nobody. There's no folks on the line. Why don't people date after they get married? Well, I know I've spoken to people as well, my job and everything. Most of it is just complacency. They tell me, hey, you know, yeah, it's just not spicy enough. You know, she's there, she's home, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just she's there or he's there. Um, there's no uh, innovation or, or, you know, to spark something. 
spark the fire or keep the mm-hmm. fire burning or whatnot. And they just get complacent, you know, they come home and it's like, you know, my wife, yeah, we just say, hey, how you doing? I love you or whatever. And then, you know, either they get on the TV and he watch ESPN or something and she goes home and watching the kids. So no one really takes the initiative from what I hear from other people to um, make sure that there's still spice and still fire burning inside, inside their relationship, their marriage. Mm. Anybody else? Come on now. Anybody else? Why don't people date after they get married? Let me flip it. Why do unmarried people date? Let's talk about that. Why do unmarried people date? Can anybody tell me? Why do one people day? I'm going to start calling people out because y'all are quiet. When you, were mar- when you weren't married, why, why did you date? I ain't heard from no ladies on the line. One of y'all women speak up. When you were not married, why did you date? I'm waiting. Women on the line, why did you date when you were unmarried? Why y'all quiet this morning? Now, see, I thought this was going to be light topic. Now, I done made folk mad already. I be trying to be nice, y'all. I don't know how to. Women, on the line, when you were not married, did you? Okay, is there a woman on the line that ever went out on a date before they was married? Let's say that. Let's just start right there. Any woman on the line ever went out on date? Huh? To communicate and just, you know, have companionship. Oh, okay. Here's one woman that came out the woodwork. Why y'all so quiet today, Margaret? Why are you saying nothing? <laughs> Everybody is loud at my house, so that's why. <laughs> okay, okay. You got a reason. All right, so yeah, why do women? Why do women date? Why do we date before we get married? That, okay, that's my question. Why do we date before we get married? Some people date to have sex. Some, some too. Yes. Uh, okay, so we got that one out the way. Any other reason why people do? Can you think of any other reason, Margaret? I guess just just because I like a girl and just because I like her, I guess. 
Okay. Not just because you like her. All right. Now, I'm just writing these things down because y'all teaching me. Okay. So Margaret, uh, Margaret said some people, just so they can, you know, get their little swerve on, they're going to they gonna go through the dating ritual. Somebody else said, well, because I like her. All right. I'm writing this stuff down. We get married. Anybody else? Why do we date before we get married? Uh, to make sure we know who we're dealing with or who we are interested in further in the future with. Make sure they ain't crazy, making sure they, they sound. Um, and ultimately to show appreciation, to say, hey, I'm interested in you. Okay. I like this. Say, I'm interested in you. Uh, to, for, from what I hear you saying, to find out information, to, learn, to basically learn about the other person, uh, especially before you get married because you want to make sure. Um, you know, you're not marrying a serial killer or something. <clears throat> so, an appreciation. Any other reason why people go out on dates? Any other reason? Is there another woman on the line that'll speak up? Margaret spoke up. Anybody else? to speak up this morning. Go ahead, Joyce. Joyce, was that you? I thought I heard her say something. Is there another one want to speak up? Why do people date? Why do we date? Well, my my intention in dating was always to make sure they qualified. So, okay. To learn about, to make sure, well. You know, they qualified according to my standards of uh, marriage. Okay. Anybody else? Why do people date before marriage? You got any ideas? Man, I show single people on here, boy, we making marriage. <laughs> Love. Any some other reason? Date, some people date to get a, a free meal, a free movie, you know, some free okay, entertainment. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Hey, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Free movie, entertainment, film. See, it's a guy. Oh, you these were not. 
None of these weren't weren't the reasons you used to date, though, right? Nothing like that, huh? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I had to think. Yeah, to hey, don't try. Hey, <laughs> see, y'all trying to figure out where for to go. Don't figure out where. Just ask them a question. Why do people go out on dates? Now that's a keep it real answer. Because you know, free meal, entertainment, free movie. Any other reason why people date? Before they get married. Yeah, yeah, somebody already told us that one. Any other reason? They want to weigh their options. Weigh their options? Explain that one. Weigh options. Well, if you got one person that's willing to do everything for so you and got the other person that seem like they don't want to get up and do nothing, you weigh your options. You go mm-hmm. with the other person. Oh, pick and okay. Oh, picking and choosing. Okay, help you to choose. You probably had no experience doing that, though, brother. I know. Don't say nothing. <laughs> this is good. All right. So, now, some of y'all just getting on, but we we did a poll online uh, on a date with a spouse in the last seven days. Press five star, I can see the hand go up. Only one person. Press five star. We got several people on. One or two things. Either. Well, it's regular scheduled dates. Keep breaking up. On the book. Say yes if you can. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. So the thing is that we've got, you know, we've gotten complacent and they don't specially care. Okay. So... Let me let me address that with some scripture, okay? Um, if you have your button, I need you to have what we're going to be talking about when we get on the marriage call is is you know everything we do we're going to back it up with the Bible, okay? So get your Bible, and there's some people on the line that I know spoke up that we've already told them they need to do whatever they need to do so they can start going on dates. All right. Now, here's the thing, and this is what I tell people when they give when they give reasons that you know wrapped up what we call excuses. Okay, the bottom line is, if you had to go to the hospital because you were in an emergency situation because you was getting ready to die, do you think you could make it there? Can y'all hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. So I just said, if you were in the hospital, if you if you were in an emergency and had to go to the hospital, 
kids or no kids, babysitter, no babysitter, do you think you'll make it there before you die? Yes, yes or no? Sir. Yeah, okay. So the bottom line is that the reason we don't date is because it's not a priority. It's not a high priority. It's not high enough a priority. Because things that we have to do, we find a way to do them. We're going to find a way to do it. If we have to do it, we're going to find a way to do it. Here's the other thing. The things that we really like to do, we're going to find a way to do it. We're going to, we're going to find a way to do it. So I know we have some people say, well, babies, okay, Here's my question to you. If Donald Trump came to town, if Donald Trump came to town tomorrow and said he wanted to meet with y'all because he wanted to give you a million, a couple of million dollars, but he didn't want your children to show up, he just wanted you without your children, at the end of the meeting, end of the two-hour meeting, you're going to collect $20 million. Could you think you could find a babysitter then? I'm just asking a question. Did you think you could find a babysitter then, or would you be like, hey, Donna, I don't think we can make it because we can't find a babysitter, so go ahead and keep the $20 million. I don't hear nobody talking. Is my mic on? Quiet. Okay. <laughs> so my point, the point being made is that when we prioritize things, when things are a priority for us, we're going to do it. My wife says all the time, black folk do what they want to do. And I know we might not have, we might have some other folk that ain't black, but that's just our spirit. You know, black folk will find a way to do what they want to do. When they don't want to do it, they're not going to do They're going to have a million excuses. They, you know, you say it on the street. Got most excuses than a man on death row. You know, more reasons when we don't want to do it or when it's not a priority. Okay, but I want to show you a scripture that's going to back this up. All right, let's go to Mark chapter six, and you might not be able to see the relationship, but you'll see it in a minute. Mark chapter six. Verse 4, Jesus said to them, A prophet is honored everywhere else except his own hometown, amongst his own relatives, and his own family. All right? It says in another uh, uh, translation, um, A prophet is honored everywhere except his own home. Now, wait a minute, Pastor, it's talking about Jesus, it's talking about prophets and preachers and this and that. Here's the point I want to make. Your home can be a great place of dishonor. Matter of fact, we are tempted to dishonor the folks we live with the most, more than any other person. And it can get so bad in the marriage your wife call, your husband call. Hello? Uh, hey. Oh, what, what you want? 
Now, if your boss called at the same time, hello? Hey, this is Mr. Johnson, the CEO. Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey. Your, your voice lightens up. You're going to show some type of honor and respect for that person. But this is not the person cooking your meals. This is not the person you're sleeping with next to every day. This is not the person that plans to, to, to care for you and be with you for the rest of your life, sick or poor. If you get sick and need hospice, this is not, your, your boss is not the one going to take care of you. Yet you've got more respect and honor for him or her than you do your own husband or your own wife. And it's, it's a slippery slope. We, we get into that. We can get into that really easy, taking each other for granted and stuff like that. No honor. That's what Jesus said. The greatest places of dishonor is what he was saying. It don't even matter if you're a king, if you're a prophet, if you're the president of the United States. When you go home, folks are going to dishonor you, or they're going to be tempted to dishonor you. And if they have not intentionally honored you or said in their heart that I'm going to continue to honor this person, they're going to dishonor you because they're so familiar with you. They're taking you for granted. It's very important in marriage. And I'm going to go back to that list <laughs> that you guys gave me. It's very important in marriage. Now, I, you know, I, I had to learn this. I had to learn this. And even in my own heart to this day, you know, and, and my wife, man, uh, now, you know, we don't see out on everything and stuff all the time. But, you know, and I don't like her correcting me and stuff. But, man, she, she called me on the carpet on this. And it's very easy to do. It don't matter who you are. If you're successful, if you're busy, if you're visionary, whatever you are, if you're a pastor, you work, or you've been promoted, it don't matter, whoever you are, whatever you do on your job, whatever, okay? And then even when you have those dates planned out, then it's like, I mean, it can even become a thing with that, you know, okay, we got to go on a date. Can't get excited. No excitement. Come on, you ready? You ready? Come on, you ready? Where you want to go? Where you want to eat? I mean, I, it, even once you get it in place that you're going to do it, you, you still, it's still, you can still do it dishonorably. And many times my wife has said, uh-huh, if somebody called you, to go preach tonight, I bet you could get excited about it. If we had to counsel another couple, I bet you could get excited about it. If you was at a book signing, if you was, if you was releasing another one of your books tonight, I bet you could get up at the mic and sound excited. Ooh, ouch. What, what, what am I going to say to that? What am I going to say to that? I can't say nothing because she's right. Yet, here's my wife that has pledged to me. 
that have given her life for me, that have had all four of my children, carried them nine months, cooking and cleaning. I, I mean, many thousands of meals. I can't even tell you how many meals. I can't tell you how many times she took care of me when I was sick and our children. How many times she done got me out of jam when I, oh, oh, baby, we need to pay this today. Can you go, can you go get it? All that stuff. Not my boss, not the church, not the people we counsel. None of, none of them. Not, not all the people I can get excited for and honor. No, her. So the woman who is the greatest source of blessing in my life, can't get three hours a week, undistracted. The woman that's been there consistently for the last 22 years, can't, she, she can't get nothing. She, at this point, she's been longer in my wife than my own, than my, than my own mother. You know, at 18, my mother basically stopped when I went off to college. My wife been with me, taking care of me as a wife for 22 years. I can't get excited. I can't sweep off my feet. I can't think of nothing creative. And here I am. I'm a very creative person. I, you know, we, we do book covers. We write books. We write music. We, we, and I've even had to say this to my wife. Okay, you creative by everything else. You can't get creative on a date on date night with your wife. But 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 y'all, it's 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 this thing that the devil does. See, I'm telling you, and 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 you may think it's this or that or it's this reason or I got this excuse. <coughs> no, it's dishonor. That's what it is. <coughs> you can think. Oh, he cool with it. Oh, she cool with it. They, they don't really want to go nowhere, nowhere, all that stuff. Man, I guarantee you, people that end up in adulterous affairs, <clears throat> they went out. I guarantee you they went out. They went out before they started messing around, before the, the sex act actually happened. They went at home watching TV with their hands in the, in, halfway in their pants, brother, watching Sports Center. <laughs> okay? So it's an act of honor when you etch out time for your spouse once a week or once every other week, whatever the frequency is. It is my opinion, not Bible, you know, Bible don't tell you how to use do something. But it's my opinion, <clears throat> and the craziness in the world we live in, you should try to do something at least once a week. At least once a week, do something with your spouse. Many of us, we work on jobs. We have to go to luncheons and lunches. We have to meet with people. Different people about this, that, and the third. Yet we haven't met with our wife. We haven't met with our husband. We haven't sit looking him in the eye across the table in an unconfrontational moment where everybody's calm and peaceful and happy. 
or we did that on Valentine's Day, or we did that for our anniversary, or we did that. Man, you need to be doing that constantly on a regular. <clears throat> All right? And, and, and y'all, in our life, we, you have to set, you, we have to set time for that stuff. We have to do it. Because if we don't, it's going to, um, it's going to get away from us. Okay? It's going to get, it's going to get away from us. So we've got to have time to talk, um, this undistracted time. If you go over to Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 12, this is the woman talking. This is the, well, this is the man talking at first. Um, and then they're just having a conversation, but it, it's obvious that they're alone. Uh, well, in verse 12, the young woman is talking. She says, the king is lying on his couch enchanted by the fragrance of my perfume. Okay, so women, what a date does is it gives you that moment, that planned moment, I'm going to look good, smell good, take a bath, uh, put my makeup on, get my hair right for my husband. It gives that man that moment that we've agreed on during that week. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to shave. I'm going to go get a haircut. I'm going to look good. I'm going to smell good. I'm going to put on what my wife likes and, and uh, some clothes, you know, and, 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 and we, you know, we ain't going out in my jogging shirt, shoes, and, 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 and you know, scuffed up Jordans and, and, a, and a T-shirt with the gravy stain on it, you know. We go to work and stuff like that. We all clean, crisp. We go to church, we clean and crisp. But then all week, our spouse sees us just, you know, with the shirt with the gravy stain on it. You know, husband, see, you walk around, woman walk around, big old moo-moo, dashiki-looking thing from the 70s with hoes in. Man, you know? So this is the time that we've agreed. We're going to honor each other by, number one, she said, lying on the couch. Enchanted by the fragrance of my perfume. Girl, what is that you got on tonight? See, if you don't create those date times, <clears throat> you, you can't create that moment. Girl, what you got on tonight? Okay. My lover is like a latchet, a satchel of myrrh, lying between my breasts. So now, you know, here's another thing I want to say. You know, uh, my wife has clothes that aren't, Appropriate for church without some other stuff with it, under it or something. But when it's me and her, if we going out or something, she can wear some of that stuff to a certain degree. <laughs> I mean, she's still a Christian woman, but you see what I'm saying? So, you know, it's the time to dress up, you know, and, 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 and not just in church clothes, you know. You can dress up in some little casual or something that maybe you wouldn't wear to church. Uh, <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> like a bouquet of henna blossoms from the vineyard of Ingati. And so it, it goes on. And, um, 
in uh, chapter 2, verse 14, it's the man, my dove is hiding behind the rocks, behind the outcrop of the, of the crib. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. So now <clears throat> it's during the daytime that you're able to hear. You're able to hear somebody. You're able to see somebody. And I'm telling you, man, our life, me and my wife's life, is super busy. Like, I know everybody else on the line. We got four children. We got 18-year-old. He got two jobs going to college. <clears throat> we got a girl in gymnastics. Uh, we got the church. We got her business, my business. I go to work, you know. And just the normal ongoings of people's families, her mama, my mama, daddies, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and it can get away from you that you don't even sit down and look across from your wife or your husband. Who he says? He says, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is pleasant. Your face is lovely. This is the time, women. Man, get your face on. That's the time. Now, think about it. Now, see, if you don't go out on dates and stuff, you know, and I used to I used to get bothered by that. The only time my wife would get decent and look good when we go to church. So when we're going away from the house, that's when she's looking her best, smelling her best, everything. But I can't get none of that. Well, it was because I wasn't, I wasn't dating her. I wasn't, you know, I, I hadn't created that event. All right? So, yeah. <clears throat> and, man, <clears throat> you know, brothers on the line, most women, they love dressing up and going somewhere. But then, too, you know, the day needs to be, you know, commensurate of, of dressing up, so, at least sometimes. I know sometimes you might want to go bowling or you want, might want to go do something, play putt-putt or something like that. But sometimes it needs to be we're going to an art museum tonight or we're going to whatever, the symphony, or we're going to, you know, we're going, we're going to have dinner at the top of this very expensive restaurant or something. You know, where they can dress up, you know. And I remember growing up, you know, my dad wasn't in the house. I didn't have, didn't see that. I didn't see what I'm talking about. The only thing I had to look at, <clears throat> you know, Cosby Show, come on. And they did a good job, Bill Cosby. They did a good job of betraying that, taking your, you and your wife going, she's dressing up. She's got on an after, you know, after, after five, I guess they call it, after five gown. And he's, you know. And they just created this event. It wasn't nobody's birthday, nobody kissing era, nobody's wedding. They created it. They said, okay, this weekend we're going out. Man, you can do that. And why not? And the only time we do that is when somebody else comes up with an event, then we are saying, once again, those other people, those other things are more important than our spouse. The only time we can get dressed like that is when somebody gets married or when somebody's having a banquet, or when somebody's doing something, something, then we're, we're, we're downplaying the value 
of our own relationship. If it ain't nobody but me and my wife, my wife deserves to go out to to after five restaurants sometime where she can dress like that. And I'm treating her like she's a queen for no other reason. What's the occasion? Nothing, none. We do that stuff on Valentine's Day and anniversary. That's twice a year. It's 52 weeks in a year. You know? So, man, we need to think about these things. Listen to what he's saying. Now, now he's got time to look at her hair. I, you know, I hardly ever see my wife hair during the week. I hardly ever can look in her face. You know, we went out last night, and uh, we, then we came, We sat down at 8, and I, I said, well, sit across over here. And I was able to look at it. Sometimes, like if we're at a restaurant, she like to sit on the side of me, you know, where we can cut on stuff. But sometimes I said, no, sit over there so I can look at you. I, I ain't seen you all week. Well, we've been in the house. We've been running. We've been in church. We've been doing that. But we haven't really looked at each other. I can look into her face. I can look in her eyes. I can let her smile light, light, light me up. We can laugh and, and have fun, just, you know, undistracted. Uh, let me say, now not he's noticing her hair. Your teeth are as white as she. You know, brush your teeth, you know, good hygiene, date, you know, things like that. Smile is flawless. Each tooth match with this twin. Amen. And you might have to get some parcels or whatever to keep your teeth matching. Like I did, but that's all right. <laughs> but bless God. So, you know, you're sitting across from each other, man. Listen to your lips are like a scarlet ribbon. Now, this brother talking right. Something's some going to happen for him tonight. Your cheeks are like rosy pomegranate. Your neck is beautiful. He's sitting there looking at her. He starts talking about her breasts. Lord, he must have been a black man. Start talking about the breast. All right. Uh, verse 7, you're all together lovely, beautiful, my darling, beautiful in every way. We see them little corny uh, romantic uh, movies where they sitting across from each other. Then, oh, my darling, you're the most, man, but look, you got to have it. I'm telling you, if you do not prioritize that time, it will not happen. And as a matter of fact, the devil will fight you to try to keep it from happening because he knows. The couples that do not date, man, they're one argument away from divorce court. He knows. Because after a while, they're going to just grow to the point they don't even know each other, they can't stand each other, and all this stuff. So going back to the list y'all gave me, why should couples date? Why should you date after you marry? Same reason you dated before you were married. You know, brothers, women need a little warming up. And we ain't just talking about foreplay. Man, take that woman out. That's what, now, think about it. If we if we could see the numbers, because people are going out on Friday night and Saturday night. But most of them, I guarantee you, 80% of them are, un, are married, 90% of them are, are married. But that dude, no, he got to take a girl out. I mean, you know. All kind of women these days, but generally speaking, you know, on that upper 
care of women that you're trying to date, the brother's trying to date, you know, the, the think like a man, women, okay, you're going to have to take them somewhere. Part of, I mean, it's part of the game. You, we're going to go out. We're going to go to the club. We're going to go dance. We're going to go do something. We're going to go to the movies. We're going to go to dinner. We're going to do something if you ain't a skank. And they all know, you know, you know it's just leading to sex. But, man, you know, these women, I mean, at least these immoral, some of these immoral women say, I got standards, and I ain't just a freak. <laughs> I'm a fornicator, adulterer, but you going to treat me like a prostitute, you know. Whatever. But you get my point. So if these skanky women can get treated nice before they get asked to have sex and they ain't even married, what about the women of God that's married? Don't they deserve at least that much or more? I would think so. Amen. I might say people people dated as, as single, you know, when they was to get sex. Well, that, it still was a reason to date, <laughs> and we ain't got no guilt about it, brothers. We we know it's gonna have a happy ending, but man, some flowers, a nice dinner, some nice music. Some mood in the restaurant, you know, we ain't going to Chick-fil-A. We're going to one of the restaurants. Well, it's kind of dim. You need a flashlight to look at the, the menu. Man, I say I'm going to be nice today. I don't know. I'm just a preacher. All right? Somebody said we take them out because we like them. Well, if we don't take them out, it's because we don't like them. <laughs> If we did that before we was married, we took people out because we liked them. We get married, now we don't take them out. That means we don't like them. We should keep liking them. And once again, at times, you got to force it. But if you love them, you should like them. And then check your heart. Okay, why am I not excited about going out with my wife or my husband? And get just whatever you got to do. Somebody else, I, this is what y'all's comments. We, we should date after marriage because it, it says that we're interested. Yeah, it does. Before marriage, it said we was interested. After marriage, it says I'm still interested. I'm still interested in you. You're still the only man for me. Somebody said, to the, well, Mary, are you is to know about your spouse? No. No. My wife, we were talking last night. never heard you this in that way. Now I understand something. We've been two years. We're still learning about each other. Else we, I else said, we had to show appreciation. We shouldn't appreciate him. You got a good man. You shouldn't appreciate him. You got a good appreciate her. Only on the days the world tells us we appreciate on Valentine's Day and on anniversaries and on birthdays. Okay, really. 
Four times a year, that's it. Well, Christmas, okay. <laughs> All right, somebody said a free meal. Hey, how about take the meal she ain't got to cook? It's a good meal. <laughs> you know, we can go other than what you cook. People need entertainment. I said free entertainment. People need entertainment. But, you know, when you need that time to just back to get words, everything. And even the stuff y'all mean, let's go ahead. Let's go out. Let's go. Let's go bowl. Let's go do something. Let's go drive around. Look at some some water and get you know get some ice cream or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but you know, it's entertainment. It's it's you know. Let's get. As much as I'm a day two years, to me, that was abysmal representation of going out in the last seven days. And it's a lot of folk on the line. You got optional. You got to do it. This is what Gary's talking. This is what keep it going. This is what keep you going. Give you something to look forward to to the at the weekend Friday. I got I gotta go home now. Nah, I know can't do it tonight, buddy. I see that. I see that Monday morning. Man, my wife got a. How many times people like now? Nah, I said all the time, but it's that's even a witnessing tool when you you know in the work. Oh, I got a hot day. My wife. Huh? I mean, this is like, especially dudes. You're like, Jesus married. I am. Because <laughs> that's the only time they hear somebody come out a hot day. is old stinky single people trying to go get some. Well, I'm a Christian married man. I'm trying to get some. My wife's going to hate me for that. <laughs> But man, what? Come on. And I'm telling you, whatever reason you want to give, it's a dishonor to be that close quarters, living with that with a person that is is the primary source of blessing in your life, and you can't never make time for them for nothing. Now, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard. At your house. Still dress up, whatever else you need to do. Put kids to sleep, date right there.
All right, Gina. Yes. Can you hear me? Comments on it. Yeah. You got a comment on it? Yeah, you um one of the things you said um that struck me you said when you said that, you know, you live a person at such close quarters with you. Um your relationship is the lowest with the person that you uh live with. You know, that's um that says volumes in itself. Um you know, and we make life so complicated, you know, we just a lot of times we just do what the word says. The, the the word of God has already established the order for our relationship. God first, then our spouse, then everything else. You know, children, uh, parents. Every you know, everything comes after that. So if we just take that simple thing, that is that is that isn't even a whole uh, a whole sentence. Just take that that thought um, and keep that in mind. We'll keep it in line, but. Just like you said earlier, you know, our, our our main problem is the attitude of our heart. The reason why we don't carry those things out or the reason why we don't do those things is because our heart is not right in the first place uh, in that area. Um, and there's a saying that I thought about while you were teaching, you know, that uh, old folks say, you don't hear it much anymore, is that, you know, um, what you do is so loud I can't hear what you're saying, you know. If you generally, if you ask people, they love their spouse, or if they're the number one, you love your spouse. Is that the number one person in your life? Are you crazy about them? You know, ask. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then, a lot of times, the actions don't line up with what they're saying. So, you know, just like with our relationship with God, um, God mm. said, you know, you give me lip service, but your heart is far from me. God looks at what we do, not at what we say. And, you know, it's, it's action. It's the action of, of your heart. Whatever you do is what's in your heart. Um, so, you know, and I know one of the things that I always said, and this is this is kind of on the worldly side, when we first got married, I said there's no way in the world I would let uh, someone that's simple enough to smell good, that's simple enough to go to the beauty shop, simple enough to buy a nice dress, let them come in and uh, get in get in my mix after all the hard work I've done, you know, reap the benefits of all of my hard work. So um, I'm going to do my part. If, if someone comes in and the devil can tempt somebody, it won't be my fault. <laughs> I'm going to do my part. And so that should be the attitude of every married person on the line. And like you said earlier, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, you know, even if it's if it's hard, if you're busy, you got small children, you got this, you got that. You know, seek out ways to do what's right. You seek out ways, figure it out, invest some thought into it. You know, invest some time into it, figure out how to get it done, and then do it and make it a habit. So but Gina, here's the thing: we not we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we had to do it. We had four children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and and it's hard at the beginning because you know, like 
I said, the devil going to fight you. He don't want this to happen. Right. He knows the value of it. But after a while, man, people just get tired of the same old, same old. Right. No excitement, nothing to look forward to, nothing. And, you know, so to me, it's, this is not optional. You know, if you're on this line, this is not optional. If you have not been doing it, you need to do it. Right. You just, you, you got to do it. It just... It's, it's, and, and for every point that I just made, for every point that I just made, and this is going up on the line, it's going up on the podcast, because it's insane to me that, you know, that married couples let their love die like that, man. Ain't no, ain't no flames high and stuff. You ain't going out dating and stuff on, on, a, on a regular. And like I say, we try to do it once a week because our busy schedules and stuff. You may have to. We, I think when we started, we started twice a month, didn't we, Gina? Yeah, we started. When we had kids? Yeah. Yeah, we did it because it was to get to do it. Yeah, it was so much to do it, so we had to do it every other week. And then on the off weeks we did a in uh, we did our at home day. Right. Yeah. Oh, I made her mad again, Gina. Whatever. Let's pray. <laughs> Press out of here. I ain't trying to make y'all mad, man. I, I just come on. We gotta do it, y'all. That's how that's how we're gonna keep it going, keep that thing going good. Supposed to be married 52 years. How long your your parents been married, Jim? Oh, 50? No. 52? 52. 52. Yeah. 51. Yeah, 51. And, and, and uh, I sent I her, her parents to me. I said, I took the dad said, take her out. So he he called back to her yesterday. this week. Yeah, he called back to say, ask her which restaurant. I think about taking to this restaurant. What to buy? Okay, fifty one years married, and he's still taking her out. They go out all the time. Yeah, that's how you make fifty one. <laughs> hey man, go on, friends out, babe. I gotta go. I gotta go to. I got to go. I got another meeting. Father, we thank you um, for today, Lord. We thank you for um, your word, God. We thank you, Father, that your word, it brings, um, it brings a lot of things, Lord. It, it heals. It uh, protects. It also brings correction, Father God. But eat, and all of those things, Lord, it's, uh, it's light, Father God. Your word illuminates the truth, Lord, Um and it brings truth to our life, Father God. And the more truth that we have, Father, um, the more sustained we are, the happier we can be, Father, the, the more joy, joyful of life that we can live, Lord. We can live um, the kind of life you want us to live. It, it, uh, it takes away all of the, the heartache and all of the pain and all of the things that we do unknowingly and unknowingly, Father God, that makes our lives um, hard and 
and make them cool and, and just make them not be uh, the joyous life that you want us to live, Father God. Your word comes in and it, it corrects all of that, Father. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Father. We, um, Lord, we um, yield our hearts and our wills to you, Father God, to change every area that needs to be changed, Father, to line it up with your word, uh, with this word on today, Lord. And um, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the outcome. The outcome is, is healthier uh, marriages, Father God, um, um, marriages uh, with a little bit of heaven on earth, Father. And that's, that's, what, that's what we want, God. Um, we don't want the devil to steal and kill from us any longer, so we commit this to you. We commit our will to you, Lord, and we thank you for your word. We love you, God. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Bless y'all. Now listen, listen. I, while she was praying, I heard this. I know, see, most of y'all have listened to us to stop the negativity, okay? You, you, you listen. So, you, you know, ain't nobody cheating no more or whatever was going on. Ain't nobody, you know, hitting the walls. Ain't nobody arguing, you know, or y'all having that better. Okay. But, okay, so then y'all think that that's not, not having that stuff happen. Oh, now we got a good marriage. No, that stuff shouldn't have been happening in the first place. <laughs> that Now you back to zero. Now you back to starting point. But now, like, stuff like this, this is what you put in. So you got what not to do. Okay, now let me tell you what to do. This is stuff you got to do to have a great marriage. Your marriage not great. You, don't, you know, describing your marriage and we just we saw a movie, one of our favorite movies. They sitting in the counseling office, and the, and the guy said, "Describe your marriage." He said, "Well, it's an average great marriage." He said, "Well, what is average great?" Well, uh, you know, we haven't had to call nine one one in the middle of the night. You know, no domestic violence. You know, we get through it. He said, "Really? So is that what you call a great marriage?" But we ain't divorced yet, and we ain't arguing no more, and he ain't cheating no more, and she ain't on the Internet talking to some dude no more, so it's good now. No, that ain't good. That's like the basics. That's what you're supposed to have been doing in the first place, just just to have a marriage, just to function. But now let's enhance it. Let's make it great. Let's make it good. Let's make it grow. Yeah. Because, you know, and the one thing that God said, he said, do you want to look back on your marriage? Do you want to look back after 50 years of marriage and say, man, we, we really got through things? That, that wouldn't be a great marriage. Yeah, we, we got through things. No. <laughs> so this is one of those components that I'm telling you will enhance and make it better. God bless you guys. Don't forget about our T-shirts, WaitingDatingMating.com. Click on the T-shirt. You can order your T-shirts online. Um, and uh, we'll be back on next week. God bless you guys.